Dosri Nune Gor Holodeck Cash. Welcome to the Holodeck is Broken, a Star Trek rewatch podcast. I'm your Captain Laura. I grew up watching most of Star Trek. I'm your first officer, Mac. I've watched way too much Star Trek. I'm Eris, your communications officer, and I've seen some of it. I'm Z, chief security officer, and I have no idea what's going on. Our seven-year mission. To rewatch all of Star Trek from the very beginning. Boldly going where everyone but me has gone before. Hey there, I'm Laura. I'm Mac, and... For this quick little episode, uh, Z and Eris are uh, missing in action. There have been a couple of uh, possible COVID exposures, and with an abundance of caution, we decided not to record live here in the studio. And uh, since we're already here, we can do a quick episode if we had some topic, and thankfully we do. Now nobody's symptomatic or anything. I think everybody's safe, but it's good to have that level of caution when these sort of things happen. Agreed. So, what we did, we will continue with our march through the next generation here very quickly, once we get the all clear from everyone. But, in the meantime, an entirely new series in the Star Trek universe has started. And when we uh, originally had COVID descend upon us, Laura and I went through every series and did a quick show on them, talking about the series as a whole especially since those aren't ones that Z and Eris had watched yet. And so now we can go back to that series. We hope we didn't have to, but they keep producing new Star Trek and COVID doesn't seem to be dying. So here we are. Only one of those two things is a problem. Right, right. Uh, The COVID, by the way, not the Star Trek. Star Trek good. Star Trek good, COVID bad. (laughs) If you've taken anything away from this series. That should be your main takeaway from our entire podcast. Star Trek good. COVID bad. The quiz at the end of the semester will be one. (laughs) (laughs) Or it could be like two true or false questions. Yes. Is Star Trek good? Right. Is COVID good? Is COVID good? Ah, and see, we're going to trick you by wording it. Is COVID good? That one is, in fact, false. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Star Trek Prodigy has premiered on Paramount Plus here in the last few weeks. Uh, Five episodes have aired at the time of this recording. They're going on a hiatus. It's actually a longer hiatus than I originally thought. They won't be back until after the first of the year after Discovery Season 4 is done airing. Then they're going to air another Mm. batch of episodes, and then they're going to go on hiatus again when Picard Season 2 starts in February. Do they think kids are patient, or are they admitting kind of tacitly that their show is not for children? Ultimately, of all the new Star Treks, this one is not being constructed for us in mind. Correct. Right. But this long hiatus is weird. It is very weird. Uh, and there's no clearer sign that it's not constructed for us than the types of commercials we get while watching episodes of Prodigy. But I, I also don't think that they know, then, then maybe they don't know who they're constructing this for. Because the commercials are for like, Paw Patrol, and I don't know a whole lot of toddlers that are going to be like, yeah, Star Trek. I have seen the Mighty Mighty Tigers Frosted Flakes Mm, commercial. That one too. Mm. Between this and Animaniacs Season 2, about 5,000 times. True, true. Yeah, I've seen that more than I've seen members of my own family in the last year. (laughs) But it's also brought to you by Nickelodeon, right? Because it's like Nickelodeon Presents or something on there. It's a corporate, because Nickelodeon is owned by Paramount and so Well yes, yeah. but their name is on there, so it's it's yeah, I don't know. It, it is 
clearly written for kids. I think Paramount Plus understands on some level that maybe it's not even Paramount Plus, but Alex Kurtzman and the Star Trek brass at this point understand that they don't want to oversaturate with Star Trek too much because literally with Discovery Discovery Season 4 premiere that week, we had a new Prodigy and a new Discovery. It was the first time since 1999 that we had two new pieces of Star Trek being released in the same week. It's certainly written for children on some level, even if the branding on it is not 100% cogent. And it's not made for us. Like, it's not only written for children and we're not children don't have kids, but it also, just as much as Picard is owes a lot to the next generation and uh, as does lower decks and discovery at least for its first couple of seasons had a lot of the original series written into it this one owes a lot to star trek voyager which is in this house not (laughs) the most loved not its series not its biggest selling point (laughs) right i mean it's the return of Catherine janeway as voiced by kate mulgrew although she's a she is fine if you make her she, she That was my whole thing with Voyager. If you gave her better writing, she is an excellent actor. Mm -hmm. She would have, like, she could easily have been my favorite captain, but she was not given good stories. The writing on Voyager as a whole ran out of steam. Oh, yeah. 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 No, Uh, they didn't know what to do with her. They didn't know what to do with Jerry Ryan. Yeah. And um, so they didn't give them good things. They were just kind of like, boobs, yes? Boobs, and then yes. that's that was the alternate title of the show. Yeah, yeah. Boobs, yes. Boobs, yes. Yeah. Question mark. So with that, I think on spec, you, it was not on your radar at all. Prodigy, as it was coming about. I mean, I heard of it mostly because I live with you. Right. But. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it was not something you were anticipating. No. No. Are you saying anticipating, like looking forward to, or anticipating right. as I knew it existed and it was coming out? Soon? Looking forward to. Okay, no, it was not something that I was just like, yeah. Of all the series to be theoretically coming forth, this was the one I was anticipating the least because I knew it wasn't made for me. So, given that it's not made for us, the question becomes: Did we enjoy it with these several episodes? Yes, ultimately, I think so. You, it sounds like you say that with some reservation. Not really. Okay. I did too. I, I I was pleasantly surprised by all all five of those episodes, which I think comes to a central point that I would want to make in that just because some portion of New Star Trek isn't made for you specifically doesn't mean you're not allowed to enjoy it. I think Right. I, I think for me the biggest downside is that especially that first episode which, which was, I guess, a two-parter, mm-hmm. felt a little too much like Star Wars. And I don't know if it was the animation style, if it was the setting, because it's not your traditional Star Trek setting. It's on a planet, asteroid, colony thing, and there's lots of species around, and they're not talking about what it is or where it is, but like... I don't know. There, there's something about it that felt much more Star Warsian than Star Trekian, and well, so that was the one thing that, like, it took me longer maybe to get into it, and it didn't feel like Star Trek for me right away. Yeah, I think it also. I think 
part of that is it's keyed into the J.J. Abrams movies, which I always think were inherently a little more Star Wars than Star Trek, but not quite the level that this was. Like, it makes you wonder if if J.J. Abrams and company had gotten not the original movies with characters that we knew, but like a brand new, like, what if they were just making a a Star Mm -hmm. Trek movie? Would it have felt like a Star Trek movie? Outside right. of having characters that we could name and yeah. the ship we knew. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I So that's that's my one, that's my hesitancy is like, it just, it doesn't, it didn't quite feel like Star Trek right away. And I don't know. Like, I, I don't want to say that I need something familiar to make it feel like Star Trek. Because Janeway, Janeway's not it either. Because Janeway shows up at like the very end of the first Couples, like the two-parter, right? I believe so. So it's, and it's fine. Like, hey, here's Janeway. That's somebody you know and love. But like, she's not beloved to me in the same way. So I didn't need her to be my guide to say, yes, this is Star Trek. Like, it's like the first, and I'm going to tell on you a little bit. Like, your first J.J. Abrams movie, you weren't, for you, it was when old Spock showed up and called him Jim that's when you're like, oh, okay, Spock told me I could like this. Not that I could like this, but that I could believe <laughs> yes. that Chris Pine and William Shatner are the same person. Right, right. Yeah. So for you, you needed that Spock figure in a way mm-hmm. to, to really like right. push you over the edge into into that film. And then, so for me, I, like Janeway's not going to serve that purpose for me here. But I think once they like find the ship and once they can start doing a little bit more Star Trekky and kind of adventures, that's when it felt more correct for me. More just felt more right. I don't know. Hmm. I worry about the term correct because I, I know yeah. I did too as soon as yeah. I said it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, because I, I think it's an object lesson, especially since this was not built for us and we are enjoying right, it. Right, right. That people who bitch and moan about Picard and Discovery mm-hmm. and all and Lower Decks not being their Star Trek. No, you're absolutely right. I knew yeah. correct was the wrong word as soon as I said it. Yeah. it it's because you kind of have to, each person can do that for themselves. Like what, what is Star Trek to you is going to be different from what is Star Trek to me. So yeah. all of you out there can enjoy the new Star <laughs> Trek and stop whining and complaining about it because it's not, built exactly to your specifications and if it was built exactly to your specifications people would still complain yeah that's 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 the kicker for me like even when you go back to the well and you make something that is almost exactly like it was before they'd be complaining that you weren't making something new we kind of see that when when you reboot something like the seventh Star Wars movie was a lot like the plot of A New Hope in a lot of ways. And then, you know, the J.J. Abrams movie is going back to the well in several ways. And so, yeah, it's it's interesting to me. But no, okay, you, you wanted me to agree with you. Yes, I agree with you. I was you. hoping you would. I don't need you to agree with me, but I was hoping on this point that the neckbeards need to shut up about New Trek. Yes, no, I would agree. You don't. Yeah. Ha- it doesn't have to be for you, mm-hmm. for you to find something in it that's enjoyable. Even with Voyager, Voyager's not for us, eh. but there is something. The Doctor is a yeah. There's, there's, there's something there's pieces in, there. Yeah. in there that I can latch on to. Yeah. And I think Janeway, when Janeway is unfettered, is a good character. 
and but seven not when nine. she's murdering Tuvix. Yeah, we 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 are a pro Tuvix. <laughs> we are pro Tuvix here, uh, mainly because it was going to save uh, the uh, production a lot of money to fire two actors and only rehire <laughs> hire one. <laughs> I mean, you were sitting on a gold mine there, Berman. Penny saved is an actor earned. It, it's kind of interesting, the, the idea that Janeway is the person that they picked to be the legacy character here. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I think it gets fine, because I think Chakotay is, is slated to show up in some capacity later on in the mm-hmm. season. I don't know how or yeah. when or if it's a hollow Chakotay. Well, or... and that's, and because, yeah, because, and, and we say we don't know how or when, because... It is not yet clear to me in this show mm. when it is taking place. It you get the feeling it is far, far away. Like I think we're in the Delta Quadrant. I think that's been that's been firmly established. Yes. It is okay. In the Delta so we're quadrant. in the Delta Quadrant. So we're filled with things that we we're not familiar with. We don't know what these things are. Yeah. We don't know all the species. However, it is clear that there is some travel that is pretty consistent between Alpha Quadrant and Delta Quadrant because there are a few species that we do know and are much more familiar with that are popping up. But it feels like a little bit more of an integrated society. Like it's not just like one random Andorian who got lost and showed up there. It seems like it's much more of a common thing to see this melting pot of species there. But we don't know when it's taking place. The ship that that we we've, we've talked about is seems to be quite advanced, but we don't know how long it's been there. It could be it could have been like super advanced and then, you know, had been stuck there for we could be really far in the future is what I'm saying. So yeah, we, we don't know when, so I, I don't have that grounding space. So it might be something where it's like, yeah, Janeway's like really legacy, but like, why would Chakotay show up? This could be, you know, hundreds of years in the future. I think the producers have specifically said that it is about 10 years after uh, Voyager returned to the Alpha Quadrant. At the end of Voyager. That feels too short of a time for me. Yeah. Does that feel too short of a time? I don't have enough information to say yes or no. Like 10 years. I'm like, what? No. (laughs) Also that it's about two years ahead of where Lower Decks is at the moment. So really within five years or so of Nemesis. Hmm. That doesn't feel like enough time has elapsed. It doesn't, especially because the the aesthetic on the uh, protostar is it feels like mm-hmm. a generation removed from the late twenty fourth yes. century. That is that TNG aesthetic, mm-hmm. but we don't know yet because there there's been you know footage from the upcoming episodes where some of the characters are on an enterprise uh, on a galaxy class bridge clearly, and no telling what what's going to happen there. But yeah, and who, maybe that it's because the the protostar is this like very prototype, super yeah. secret. Maybe the Federation isn't even supposed to have this kind of thing yet, sort of a situation. Right. Because it, it has a literally, a, I guess they call it a proto-star drive. Like there, it's, mm-hmm. yeah. It does end on a cliffhanger, these first five episodes, with them finally activating this drive and going somewhere. And I'm, I'm wondering if they just end up in the Alpha Quadrant in the next uh, episode. And, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Yeah. I would say that uh, I like the characters. I do have a hard time remembering the boy captain's name yes Dow. <laughs> we all say we with all a question say, mark uh, I, I saw him referred to in one review as uh space poochie um from simpsons 
Oh, yeah, oh, he, oh, ha- he has okay. a very poochy vibe. Hmm, okay, interesting. I can see that. He's very hip. <laughs> <laughs> but like you said, there's Alpha Quadrant species there. There's a Tellarite in the main crew in mm-hmm. the form of Jankum Pog, who I do remember because he very helpfully refers to himself in the third person and reintroduces himself nearly Constantly. every time. Yeah, yes. it's very helpful for ne- us old folks. <laughs> for, for us near, nearing or hovering 40 <laughs> Uh, to remember any character's name, like mm. I still recall like the, no character's name from The Walking Dead. Like the main, the main chick who was kind of like chasing after them, like Gwen. Gwen, okay, yeah. okay, no, that With sounds right. Yeah, okay, that seems right. There's a character chasing this our, our little fledgling crew here, and uh, he keeps calling her Prodigy. Or no, oh, sorry, progeny. Uh, progeny. And that's the name of the show. Yeah, wow. <laughs> no, progeny, because it's yeah. theoretically his daughter. I hear her called progeny far more than I hear her called by her actual name. Mm-hmm. So it, it progeny is the only thing that stuck with me. <laughs> and then there's Murph. Murph is a little blobby thing. And we have some theories. The internet has some Murph theories. Murph is kind of adorable. Yes, we have theories, internet has theories, but the creators have said it's probably the most obscure Star Trek reference you can think of, but I don't... Yeah. Which has, you know, challenged all the people to think of obscure references. Like, really obscure? It's hard. Yeah, they, they've said it's some, it is something established, that Murph is emblematic of something already established but that no i was hoping it. yeah i was hoping that it would be the that this was far enough in the future that this would be like janeway and tom paris's great 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 grand lizard baby but you know i don't think we're that far enough in the future for that to happen maybe my, it's just a son or daughter possibly my, <laughs> my alternate theory being that it is a member of the protostar crew that was altered by a uh trans warp process so it is a space lizard it's just a different species yeah because murph was the only one that could work the ship in that first episode oh that's true yeah yeah he he knows more than he's letting on yeah janeway knows more than she's letting on i think so i think we we know that a hologram can keep secrets so i think uh i think there's more to janeway than meets the eye but ultimately so far seems to not mean anybody any harm What's really interesting is that you could even have an episode where that hollow program's on the fritz and it ends up becoming like a different captain. Like, you know, give Kate Mulgrew the week off, bring Scott back on for a recording session. (laughs) No, you could. And and it could be like just the the captain program, the wallpaper setting has got messed up and you could just flip them through captains. Training modules. So your your bridge could look like a whole bunch of different bridges because you mentioned they were on... A galaxy class bridge at some point, yeah, so true, it could true. be a training simulation be ho- program. A, a yeah, hollow, uh, uh, technology there, but it's also not dumbing anything down, right? And so it's not made for like little children. This is you. You made the comment, um, I think, in the last episode we watched. They are, they're not stopping the action to explain a sci-fi concept two children they're not but they are taking the time to explain them when they need explanation when it needs it but they're they're gonna they're gonna go ahead and name the thing for what it is and then you they might have a character who's like what's that and like so like the protostar when you find out that they have a protostar on board they're like it's a baby star but it like fits within that character's um way of 
of stating something in a way that that she can understand. And, you know, so it's just like, but it's not dumbing it down for the audience. It's it's the characters figuring it out. And in the process, it's, you know, the kids watching it at home, hopefully. Indeed. I would I would have dug the hell out of this show when I was eight or nine. Yeah. Yeah. It, it 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 only okay. It only dumbs it down in the way that like an episode of Next Generation would do it, where you would have a character say, "We have to fix the thing and the thing and the thing," yeah. and then Riker's like, "So it's like a," and then you know Riker dumbs it down for all of us. So like <laughs> that is that is it, it follows a, a very similar yeah. formula, but it's not. You know, like they're they're not afraid to to use the terms that have a whole bunch of syllables that like a parent might be afraid of, right? <laughs> when a kid would just like eat that up. But yeah, but it also I think explains some of the Star Trek concepts that are taken for granted. Like mm. Janeway identifies that planet they visit as an M class, and mm. uh, Space Poochie's all like, "Nah, I only go to A class planets because I'm <laughs> hip." And Jane was like, shut up. <laughs> M is good. Yeah. Like, they don't break it down of what it means, but just that right. it's capable of sustaining life and yeah. so forth. So, we like it. We like Star Trek here. We do. Yeah. So, let's uh, let's have our quiz. Right. Is Star Trek good? Yes. Okay. Is COVID good? No. Correct. See, you passed. Yes. I passed the quiz I wrote. <laughs> I mean, if you couldn't pass that, then right. we'd be in real trouble. So That's uh, in grad school. Yeah. <laughs> and next time we will come back with uh, more episodes of The Next Generation with Z and Eris in tow. Uh, as mentioned in our last episode, the next ones will be The Last Outpost and Where No One Has Gone Before, our first look at the Ferengi, and one of them, where the episode where they turn the whole How Precious Wesley Eat quotient is up to about 11 hmm. and that's fine that's fine it is we have it is. no qualms with will wheaton and our wesley crusher in this right. household right <laughs> we we do have some qualms with the writing in season one of next generation as as should most people yeah 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 they get better they get better and that's the star trek thing and the central premise of the show is you can always of prodigy you you should always be able to ask for help and i think kids should get that and i think adults should get that <laughs> And, and that's a very nice message. I also like the moment where Rock Talk uh, just wanted to eat what she was used to in the, the mess. and That it, was actually very sweet and adorable. Yes. That was yeah. a, such a very kid thing to do, and they didn't yes. dwell on it as a kid thing. And she was just like, I, this is just the food I'm used to. And Jane was like, that's okay. Yes. No, that yeah. was great. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So... Two stellar moments in five episodes is much better than I think the the Next Generation did in its first five episodes. Yeah. Uh, so watch Prodigy, watch all Star Trek, never stop watching Star Trek because then they will stop making Star Trek, and that's not fun. That is true. Find the Star Trek you like. Yep. Because if you if if I I would suspect that if if one of us loved Voyager, mm-hmm. then. And by that I mean you. If you loved Voyager, you might be able to drag me into it in a way that maybe I was not dragged into it before. Like viewing it through the eyes of somebody who really identifies with something in there or really loves it in a way that I, you know, hadn't appreciated 
Like that that makes things a little bit easier for me. And that, that goes back to the whole conversation. If you get people who are like, oh, Star Trek is too political or their complaints about uh, Discovery. It's like, oh, why are there so many queer characters on here? I'm like, try watching it with somebody who values it differently than you do mm. because you might find something to appreciate that you hadn't thought of before. So if I had watched Voyager with somebody who really was like, yes, this is amazing and here's why, maybe I would have thought about it differently. Maybe. And maybe yeah. we, we will when we get there. Yes, exactly. That's I, why these kinds of uh, podcast projects are fun. Because yes. I'm, I'm viewing Star Trek through the eyes of someone who's never seen it before. And yeah. it's, it's, it's making me look at things in a fresh way. Yeah. So Broaden continue, your horizons. Yes. So continue your journey with us. Yes. And we'll continue to open your eyes to new ways of looking at Star Trek. Or open your eyes to Star Trek for the first time here on The Holodeck is Broken. One of the many podcasts available on PartyApocalypse.com. As the myth turns, we'll uh, wrap its last few episodes here in the last few weeks. The fourth wall is available available in its entirety. I can virtually guarantee there will be new podcast pro- projects in 2022. We're just not quite at the point where we can announce what those are and what they uh, might encompass at the moment, but those announcements will be forthcoming. I'll say that just in the last couple of weeks, uh, some interesting new possibilities came up in that arena, and we'll talk about that uh, in the future. So we will see you again in two weeks for more Next Generation. And uh, bye. Bye. Get your COVID vaccine. Get your booster. Woo. Get your COVID vaccine and your booster and get your flu shot. Got to get them all. If, if, if CVS has something in a needle, just take it. <laughs> that sounds dangerous. <laughs> if CVS has, if it's a if it's a legit pharmacy, take the shot. If it's Leroy's Pharmacy out of the back of an El Camino, don't take the shot. Even if he is parked at a CVS. Even if he's parked at a... Unless he's got a CVS uniform on, it's not not inappropriate to ask for your pharmacist credentials. This went off the rails. As all episodes do. Bye-bye.